Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This is the Brit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. Live streaming, for all you watching on the live stream, welcome and Happy Christmas, everyone. It's Christmas Day for all us Hershey Bears fans. It is the scheduled release megacast where we take a look at all of our presents beneath the Hershey Bear tree and go, ooh, this, I like this. Next, and we see what our schedule is going to be for the season this year. And, of course, I couldn't do this alone because just running down a list of hockey games is kind of boring when you're talking about it all by yourself. So, I brought in the other Bears fan. I brought in Corey Schwartz from Field Pass Hockey, covers the Hershey Bears and a few other things out there in the hockey media verse. So, Corey, welcome to the show, brother. Welcome back, man. Hey, Richard. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Like you said, it's Christmas. It was uh, a very highly anticipated drop to have the schedule come out last Thursday, I think it was. Uh, Sunday as we're recording this here, but... You know, always fun. We've got some dates on the calendar now, and I think all we're waiting for now is preseason, and we'll be good to go for the whole whole year. Yeah, in the words of Road Dog Jesse James, you damn right we are. But before, we got a, a little bit of a housekeeping to take care of. This podcast is sponsored by Yeet Sunglasses. It is a hot time out there, boys and girls, no matter where you live in the U.S., and you are going to need some sunglasses. Well, That's where I can help with you. That's right, Corey, you beautiful man, you. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but this is live. Let's keep it going. That uh, So you will need some sunglasses, and Yeats will definitely help you. No more will you need the big bug-eyed sunglasses. No more borrowing the heart-shaped lens sunglasses. These are stylish glasses. Me, myself, I prefer the ones that are slick and wrap around the eyes a la Bret Hart 1993. They have a variety of sunglasses, and best of all, use the promo code HOCKEY to save yourself some money at checkout. That's Yeet Some Sunglasses, Y-E-E-T-Z. Use promo code HOCKEY to get yourself a discount at 100% of the price. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So... With that out of the way, let's get on with it, shall we? The Hershey Bears announced earlier this week on a Wednesday. (laughs) I'm sorry. 
I'm getting ahead of myself. So uh, on Tuesday, let's rewind the clocks back a bit. On Tuesday, I was doing some of my uh, morning routine stuff, and I noticed that I got an email from the Providence Bruins that they were anticipating getting a schedule released within the next week. Now, this is not insider information. Uh, This was season ticket emails or um, ticket inquiries being put out there. So this was somewhat public knowledge they were putting out into the ethosphere. Now, um, then I got an email from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms as well. And more and more, I was starting to realize, hmm, we have a schedule release coming soon. Well, the Hershey Bears, along with all 31 other American Hockey League teams, decided that 3 o'clock, well, actually 2 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon, we are all announcing our home openers. And the Hershey Bears season will officially start on Saturday, October 15th. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see who we're going to play against. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a, a divisional opponent. It's going to be Utica. Utica's one and only trip to Giant Center is opening night. Oh, okay. Defending North Division champion, the Utica Quamets, will be visiting Giant Center on Saturday, October 15th. Opening night will probably be scheduled magnet night. Um, All seriousness aside, we have a date. We have a starting point there, Corey, and it's against Utica. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup there. And I believe, you know, a couple of fun facts there um, that the Utica, I think Utica is helping Hershey do their home opener. I don't think that Hershey has any home openers that they're helping with in exchange, though. And I um, I, go I, ahead. Sorry. Uh, my apologies. I do not think they do. This is not a year where we will be returning the favor. So continue. Very interesting. And the other uh, nugget of information there that, we saw on Twitter is that the home opener date marks 20 years to the day since the first event that was ever held at Giant Center on Giant Center's 20th anniversary, which is uh, also a pretty neat little detail to have there. Although this date was not Bears hockey, it was a share concert that uh, this anniversary will be taking place over. But still a nice little bit of, uh, of trivia there. I'm uh, curious to see if they're going to uh, have anything special this season as a result as it's the 20th anniversary of giant center, as well as the 85th anniversary season uh, for the bears. If I remember correctly, they did specialty jerseys for giant center about 10 years ago. Um, So it would not surprise me if the specialty jerseys would happen, but that's another show in August for us to discuss. Um, But yeah, celebrating 20 years at giant center 85 years as an organization, somebody get that patch ready to put on the jersey this year. And, um, yeah, it was Utica. Just, it's a weird flex, as the kids like to say, because we anticipate a Wilkes-Barre or a Syracuse or Springfield could have came down to start that. But instead, it's just, it's Utica. It's not bad. It's just weird. It's definitely a little bit unusual, too, to have have Utica, but it's not uncommon. I mean, last season we saw Charlotte for the first game. Um, Obviously, it's a divisional opponent, unlike this one. But I feel like we've seen a couple of times, you know, every so often 
and I'm not sure if it's a Utica thing. I mean, you know, it, it's sort of something I can't think of off the top of my head, but so a lot of times it feels like the home opener happens to come against a weird opponent, but then you get right back to your divisional cooking um, as you'd expect. And, you know, that trend continues here this season with the follow-up game on Sunday. Yes, and before we go on, for all of you Hershey Bears fans that are watching on the fan club page or anywhere on the interwebs, please leave us a comment down there in below, um, and uh, we will do our best to try and answer your questions. You have questions? That's understandable, and we might have answers. So all of you out there in the Facebook and the Twitterverse, if you have questions or comments, please leave one below. We will get to them. Um, I'd like to try and think up a cute name for that, but, um, I can't, um, wrestling YouTube's already beat me to that. So the following night, we see the first visit of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the first of 14 games against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Oh, Frank Mathers, this is going to be a thing. Uh, the Phantoms make their visit to close out a one-two punch opening weekend. So Corey. Bears Phantoms, 14 times. Woo. We get to keep it. Uh, thanks to the 72 games rather than 76, we dropped four games, and none of them happened to be Phantoms games. So, you know, the geographical connection, I think, you know, is probably going to keep it that way for a long time. You know, we essentially opened the season against Lehigh Valley in the first weekend, and we close it against them, which we'll, you know, obviously get to in due time, of course. But, you know, um, it, the season ends as basically as it begins with another matchup with Lehigh Valley. The one thing that I do think is a little bit interesting is uh, we got an unusual start time for game two at three o'clock, which I don't recall being as much of a thing last season. If they had as many three o'clock Sunday games, I I could be wrong about that uh, possibly, but um, you know, I think we get a couple of unusual start times this season and you know, we get it in pretty early here too. Yeah, they experimented with 3 o'clock starts last year. There are a couple teams who are starting to uh, tweak the proverbial formula. Uh, Wilkes-Barre has Saturday night 6.05 starts. Um, The Bears doing 3 o'clock starts on Sunday. I do not mind it as a podcaster because then I get home around like 5.30. I don't have to to rush um, like, oh, I got to do a podcast. I got to do a blog post. It doesn't feel like it's it, like you can breathe a little bit more in terms of a Sunday afternoon. But for a lot of people, for those of the religious type, it's God's playbook in the morning, coach's playbook in the afternoon. So we shall see. So onward to the next weekend. And with Disney on ice, the Bears are out the door down I-95 and we face Charlotte for two of eight meetings between the Bears and the Charlotte Checkers. Now, Bears fans listening to this, yes, the season went down as a total from 76 to 72. All teams across all divisions, all platforms are playing 72 games. So, um, you know, games were lost here and there, unfortunately. Sign of the times we live in. But the Bears will be playing the Charlotte Checkers, no longer a dual affiliation. They are now the sole affiliate of Florida team, i.e. the Florida Panthers. Um, So two games down there in Charlotte during the Disney on Ice weekend. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Charlotte comes out. But, you know, we kind of had the same thing happen last year. We had our fun at home uh, first weekend. And I think the Bears did a similar 
uh, set up in their schedule last season to go down to Charlotte for a couple of games. And, uh, you know, I'm curious to see how Charlotte comes out this season. Uh, like you said, they lost part of their affiliation, uh, had a particularly strong second half, as I recall, last season. Um, really made a surge to, I believe, take the Atlantic Division title on a tiebreaker because of their uh, less games played. And thankfully, with everybody playing 72 games, it makes our lives a little bit easier on trying to calculate where teams are going to be on the standings. So I'll sacrifice a couple of games in order to make life a little bit easier on myself. And I don't have to add mathematician as part of our job descriptions here for sure. Nope. I was told no math would be involved. And so um, also uh, Bears fans, um, I've noticed with the schedule this year, Corey, and we'll get a bit more in depth to this, that the, the schedule's a lot more stretched out. Like it's not just weekends or weekends and Wednesdays. The, the, the taffy has been stretched per se. And um, at first I wasn't impressed with the, with this, but the more and more I looked at it, I didn't mind it as much. But to the end of October, we go Friday night in Hartford. Yay. The first three and three of the season sees the Bears in Hartford and then Wilkes and Lehigh for a home dual set Halloween weekend. Of course, Halloween weekend, you have to play the Phantoms. It's a law. And uh, get. I'm betting that might be a Hockey Fights Cancer thing. And I know friend of the podcast, Jared Ronsky, will be blaring Ghostbusters music and Ray Parker Jr. all night long. Yeah, that should be fun. A um, lot less of three and threes this season for the Bears, which I think is just a you know benefit across the board here for sure. Um, but yep, it's that's going to be one of the tougher weekends I think of the season. Thankfully, a little less travel intensive with just the first road game and then two games at home. Um, thankfully, the turnaround time is not absurd. You know, it's still tough to get from Hartford to Hershey and back again. Um, but, you know, we got two games at home to kind of try to wrap that weekend up in. I do anticipate that being a fairly difficult one, especially with your first matchup with Wilkes-Bear uh, much earlier than we saw it last season. And then, you know, a Sunday rumble with the Phantoms is going to be kind of a, a theme this season, I think. So it should be, you know, I would say if there's no early tests here to start the season, this is the big test. Um after a couple of, you know, preparation weeks and, you know, first couple of couple of games here to, see, you know, test their mettle in uh, the schedule matrix here so far, for sure. Definitely. It's like the first weekend whenever I work Renfair. The first weekend's always the hardest. And this 3-3, three and three, it will be the biggest test for what I think is going to be a rather young roster for the Bears this year with a lot of turnover. But, again, that's another show to quote Alton Brown. So we move to February. And the Bears get a double helping of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins Saturday night up there at the Casino Dome. 6.05 start like that. And then back home as Wilkes-Barre will travel down for a 5 o'clock start there on Sunday. Nice little double hit of Wilkes-Barre. Just nice. Very nice. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of Wilkes-Barre here, uh, much like last season in the first half. Uh, A lot of that, you know, a lot of that season series, I know this is technically October jumping to November, but, you know, that's already going to be three games of Wilkes-Barre here um, being played out. And, you know, what a way to renew a rivalry, the home and home. I mean, it's almost a, a bit of a remix of the playoff series from last season with uh, with three games. And, you know, the Wilkes-Barre series, it's going to be something I want the Bears to jump on like they did last season 
uh, get some revenge. And there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to, you know, be thinking of that playoff series from last year. And, you know, I think for Wilkes-Barre, they're going to be a little bit less guys there than what we probably saw in, you know, years past. But it doesn't take much to ignite a Hershey-Wilkes-Barre rivalry. So I'm anticipating that to be a big weekend set of games. And, you know, Bears get the, the back half of that. And that's going to be a very, very fun game to watch that weekend, I think, for sure. Saturday nights up in Wilkes-Barre are not easy. Or Friday nights. I've been up there. It's not pretty. And they'll probably showing be showing that Alex Nylander shot up there up there and so we move to the following weekend a friday night home game Corey, against the bridgeport uh islanders and the boys are back home on a friday night double helpings for me please yes 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 bridgeport comes to town for a double shot friday and saturday and then that sunday we get our first canadian po- opponent as Les Rockets de Laval come to town for a Sunday tilt. A 3-3, three and three, but all at home. Should be fun. Friday night home games. Yes, please, and thank you. Yeah, it was something we kind of missed out on a good bit uh, last season, was not having any games on Friday night at home. And it's, you know, it's not a regular occurrence. I mean, there's only, I believe, two on the schedule this year, if I, I remember correctly. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, we're suddenly looking at a pretty healthy stretch at home for the Bears here, The you know, including the Wilkes-Barre game the week preceding. It's going to be four games in a row at home, uh, five out of six in total there. I guess really more like uh, more like six of seven, really, now that I'm looking at uh, this, this in a calendar view here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so a lot of home cooking here at the beginning of the season, which is going to be good. And, um, you know, like you said, Friday nights are a lot of fun. It's, it's good to, you know, cap out for your week. Obviously we're going to have a very busy weekend uh, that week with three home games in a row here with two Bridgeport and one Laval. And, you know, Laval should be coming in interesting, you know, a win away from being Eastern conference champions last season. I'm sure they're going to be competitive again. And Bridgeport, you know, they surprised a lot of people last year in the playoffs there to steal the first round series with Providence and really show that, you know, once you get in, it can be anybody's game there in that kind of series. So, it's, it should be a lot of fun to watch and see um, how the Bears tackle a couple of, you know, a lot of variety in their schedule here in the early going. It's not all just going to be Wilkes-Barre here. Oh, yeah. The 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 diversity of opponents will eventually uh, reveal itself. Uh, we have this from a comment from, uh, from Facebook. Um, why do you think the depth charts we have seen show some NHL-only players but not Mason Morelli? I think that just depends on who's reporting it. Um, I know uh, Cap Friendly um, has a separate roster for it. Um, Cap's prospects have the two divided between NHL and Hershey. Um, Morelli is part of the team, so don't think that he's not. It's just it kind of depends on the person. I don't have a blanket answer for that. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, it, it definitely I think it may slip people's minds that put the charts together just because uh, Mason signed a contract so early in the offseason. I mean, that was, you know, barely after the season had concluded that he really signed that. It was really one of the only signings there for a good period of time. So I agree. I think it's just more of who puts it together. And, you know, um, it, it's one of the things that's frankly, it's it may be easy to do if you're not counting AHL contracts. I mean, Kale Kessie's also under contract and his name hasn't appeared in a couple of those either, even though he's very much going to be there next season for sure. Exactly. 
So thank you, whoever on Facebook put that there. Thank you very much. I have a good idea who it might be, though. But moving on. Uh, the following week is a Friday night in Wilkes-Barre, and then Hartford comes to town as we will double dip against the baby boys in blue. Um, the hometown, first chance for them to see Hartford. Um, I will not catch this week myself as I will be out west in some beautiful gambling in a place called Las Vegas celebrating my wedding, if you catch my drift. So... That did not come out the way I wanted it to, but let's keep this going. Um, so, yeah, um, Hartford coming in. I think Hartford's going to be very frisky this year, and early in the season, they're always very tough. So um, this will be a fun visit for the uh, baby blue shirts. Yeah, and all of a sudden, it's a, a lot of Hartford all at once here. I mean, you get two games at home and then two games the week. I know I'm getting ahead of myself here. The week after that. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's you know almost a bit of a mini playoff series with the – game against Springfield in between. But, you know, I like this part of the schedule because it's, you know, Bears are knocking out some of their road scheduling, but it's not a very travel-heavy or difficult one. You know, a trip up to Wilkes-Barre is probably one of the, you know, easier trips that the Bears will make. But I agree. I mean, Hartford, you know, there's a lot, you know, they're they're in a tough spot. You know, they're coming off of being a bit of a laughing stock of the league there after dropping off completely out of the postseason picture last year after one point, uh, leading the division and, you know, going on such a horrific slump as they did. So, you know, I think that their guys got to be hungry. I mean, you know, the Rangers made a pretty good run. And, you know, for the guys that are down there, it's going to be a lot of, you know, aspiring to want to get to a position where you're next in line to be on a Rangers team that's really on the rise here, too. So, I mean, you know, I think Hartford's got a lot going for them. Um, I will be interested to see how competitive they are this coming season. Very much so, especially with Keith Kincaid moving on and some some turnover there in the farm system. But the Rangers are reloading that farm system. So we move on to Thanksgiving week and a tradition unlike any other. The Bears will be at home on thanks. No, they won't. The Bears are taking a northeast roadie as Wednesday night against Springfield and a double set there in Hartford. Hershey, can I speak to your manager, please? What's up? What are we doing here? Thanksgiving Eve is a Bears staple. It is Thanksgiving Eve. It is Teddy Bear Toss and St. Patrick's Day jerseys. Those are three things we expect out of the Bears each and every year. And, uh, yeah, Northeast Roadie. So, lol. I got rant over. I was a little interested about this one because I know the Bears have some fairly unusual uh, Thanksgiving plans that they usually put together, you know, where they'll, even when they're home in those kinds of games, they'll, you know, they'll celebrate it together on the road type of thing. But, you know, this one, you know, they kind of have it already ahead of time that, hey, we're probably going to be doing Thanksgiving up in, you know, the northeast part of the country here for sure uh, between these two games. So it's a little bit interesting. I wonder what caused that tradition to get nixed because as I recall, uh, last Thanksgiving Eve's crowd was pretty darn good at Giant Center where they were playing Providence and I believe mm-hmm. that was Mason Morelli's first goal as a bear in overtime yeah. that uh, that game was so that was a, a very fun game a very crowded Giant Center I think probably the best crowd to that point that season since the home opener so uh, yeah very interested about this one uh, for sure but you know hey the schedule makers are 
you know, give and they take away, unfortunately. Indeed, they giveth and they taketh away. But um, that'll be a very interesting roadie, especially Springfield. The defending Eastern Conference champions have not gotten weaker by any means. So don't expect them to fall off. I think they are still pretty darn good club, even though um, lefty is with the Capitals right now. But that's always another subject for another day. The following week is a little local double dip as the Bears will be at home Tuesday night, November 29th against Wilkes-Barre. And then get ready for a lot of this, boys and girls, Wednesday nights in Lehigh. And then the following week, they get a bit of a, a bit of a break as they come back home on December 4th against Wilkes-Barre at 3 o'clock. I'm calling this right now, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. That's Teddy Bear Toss Night. I'm calling it right now. I think it's interesting. Number one, that, you know, Hershey's first roadie to Lehigh Valley um, is coming up just at the tail end of November. That feels pretty late to me. Like you said, it's going to end up being a staple of our Wednesdays for a long time here, I think. A lot of those games are midweek ones, and they like that clash, and you just had to hope the Bears can do a little bit better there than they did last year, to be honest. That ended up being a, a house of horrors again for them. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what the Bears are going to do for Teddy Bear Toss because um, I was – when I saw the schedule initially, I was in the same mindset as you that, you know, that 3 o'clock game, it's an earlier start. It gives them more time to clean up Teddy Bears, um, all that kind of stuff. It'll probably turn into a, a regular – five o'clock type of game, but I just can't get out of my head. You know, the bears like to, you know, really market that teddy bear toss as, you know, the 2022 teddy bear toss 23. I, I have a feeling it may slip to January to be honest with you. And you know, probably just for that reason, um, you know, I like it better when it's pre Christmas, just because it's kind of one of my preferred things to have, you know, my pre Christmas tradition of, uh, you know, enjoying a teddy bear toss last year felt a little bit, you know, wild so far, you know, basically a month removed from that holiday. So I really yeah. enjoyed having um, the teddy bear toss in December and, you know, that COVID year with the, you know, drive through teddy bear toss kind of threw that out of whack. I would like you to be right though. I'd like you to be right and have it get reset to that first week of uh, December as things should be. And, um, you know, it's always fun to, throw some teddy bears on a game where the bears hopefully will take down the penguins again. So uh, we'll we'll see. Well, now that you mention it, I will bring this up as we get to it. There is a date in January when with what you said, everything makes sense from a marketing standpoint to have it as 2023 dot, dot, dot. So um, I hate it when you make sense. I hate it when you make logical sense. There will be no logical sense on this podcast. Good, sir. So we move on to Tuesday night, another Tuesday night home game. This has um, Hershey Park past night written all over it. Again, Charlotte. The Charlotte Checkers come into town. And then another 3-3 three and three for the boys as Friday night in Bridgeport. Get ready for that. And come back home for the only time Cleveland will come to town. The Cleveland Don't Call Us Lake Erie Monsters will be in town on a December 10th and 11th. And um, well, that will be the end of a stint with with uh, Bridgeport. I'm noticing that will be the last time the Bears will travel out of state 
for the holidays. So a big local stretch coming up for the boys. Yeah, what I'm nervous about this stretch is that it's it, it, this is definitely one of their most packed and you know difficult stretches to me. I think because it's you know I think we have five games in eight days here total, and that's you know obviously mm-hmm. taking a glass half empty approach to it. I I would say, but um, you know a little bit of break preceding this, um, including a rare Saturday off. I might add, but mm-hmm. um, it it strikes me as a little difficult because you have you know obviously it's mostly home cooking. The trip to Bridgeport will be pretty tough just because that Tuesday game, you'll probably have to turn around and, um, you know, head to Bridgeport pretty soon after that with hope to get home there for, you know, only two times against Cleveland. Uh, should be pretty interesting. I mean, you know, thankfully, like I said, it's mostly home cooking. I'm glad it's not a roadie, but they're really getting some of these three and threes here. There's only six this season, but, you know, yeah. by this point, you know, after the week uh, following, we're going to have three of those already in the books by this point. Yeah, and I know the scheduling and the Bears want to get away from that, and I completely understand that. Um, I noticed that the league, other teams have done have done more um, NHL-style um, scheduling, more weekdays, Tuesdays and Thursday games, maybe to try and get these young players used to a more of an NHL schedule. Um, all part of the developmental process. Um, so that that's what I'm seeing. So – as we head into the following week, double dip against Wilkes-Barre Friday and Saturday in Wilkes-Barre. Another Saturday night game in Wilkes-Barre. Double helpings for me, please. And we will take on the Phantoms Sat- Sunday afternoon at Giant Center. And then the last game before the Hollandaise is at Lehigh. 7.05 start there at the Electrodrome. Merry Christmas one and all. Yeah, it's that's another very interesting stretch, you know. How how other way to get, you know, ready for the holidays than with so you know, keeping your enemies close uh with those matchups there. A lot of road games too. I mean, you know, by this point in the schedule, I was just doing quick maths and I I'm hoping I'm right by saying this. Bears will already have by the time this the calendar year's out, they already have 8 of their 12 total games against Wolfsbear in the books um by just after Christmas here, but you know, a lot of a lot of road games there. I mean, that's three or road games against Wilkes-Barre all in yeah. one quick stretch here. Uh, so that's going to be pretty tough, you know, pretty good challenge for the bears, but you know, thankfully they get a good Christmas break here. You know, there's a little bit more uh, space in the schedule around the holidays here too. Uh, hard to believe that game on the 18th against Lehigh Valley at giant center will be our last home game before Christmas. Usually we're always looking at one, uh, a few days before, I know last year's got nixed and rescheduled due to the COVID issues at the time. You just have to, fingers crossed that it doesn't happen again this season, honestly, that nothing quite like that takes hold. Uh, at least nothing to that scale, per se. I mean, it's, Absolutely. Something, we, it's something we all have to deal with, um, but nothing as of like shutting things down for a week uh, scale, but we shall see. Um, after the holidays, it is... Wilkes-Barre on a Tuesday night. As soon as I saw that on Wilkes-Barre's guaranteed, I told my friends, yeah, the Bears are going to play that day. And nailed it. Uh, Back home for some Christmas week um, as Wednesday night, as the Providence Bruins come to town for the very first time. That's the first time the Bears are going to see the uh, the P Bruins, per se. And then um, a rare New Year's Eve game, Five o'clock start that Saturday against Providence. So it seems like 
uh, they're staying the town, staying in town for a little bit. But um, um, that week between Christmas and New Year's is always uh, sort of a no man's land, as I like to call it. And the Bears always threw, throw a few home games in there. Good to see a New Year's Eve game. Yeah, those are always fun little traditions the Bears put on before. You know, wouldn't be surprised to see some specialty jerseys that day. Uh, hopefully we really see the return of specialty jerseys in full, you know, uh, this season here. where We get a couple more dates along those lines with, with some stuff like that. And even if they don't, that's totally okay. But, you know, it's always fun. You know, I, I'm i always the kind of person where I'm kind of looking for something to do on New Year's Eve. And, you know, going to a Bears game, um, spending some time around hockey. What could be better than that, honestly? So that, that's that's my ideal way to cap off a calendar year, at least. That's for sure. Spending the holidays with your extended family. That's what hockey's all about. So we go into the new year. To the new year we go. Um, Charlotte comes back to town. We get a nice, healthy home stretch. Um, the Actually, the Providence, the 28th, kicks off a, a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, if my math is correct, a seven-game stretch for the Bears at home. Um as Charlotte comes to town that Saturday. And then the first and only visit of the Syracuse Crunch coming in. Uh, that Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That Sunday for a 5 o'clock start. So, um, long home stretch for the boys there heading into the new calendar year. Yeah, now that I'm looking at the December schedule, it, it definitely seems like a good payoff with all those road games to have a, a nice long stretch at home, especially over the holiday break here for the new year where the Bears are basically off for the first week of 2023. Um, you know, it's good for them to get a break, and but good for them to not have to go anywhere. I mean, you, you're looking at a solid, you know, two, three maybe even most better part of four weeks here before they really had to head out on a, any type of road trips here. And oh, yeah. some variety of opponents here with Charlotte, like you said, Syracuse. Um, those are a couple of opponents you don't see every day. And, uh, you know, I think it's really good for them. It's it's a nice reward for them. And, you know, hopefully the Bears will be as strong at Giant Center as they were last season. And, you know, we can look forward to some, you know, pretty good post-holiday games and some good crowds here since fans will hopefully be getting some tickets in their stockings here for sure. Oh, yes. And we head into January 11th, um, Friday night against Wilkes-Barre. That screams Hershey Park past night, if I've ever seen it. Another Friday home game as Springfield comes to town as they double dip Friday and Saturday. Once again, Friday night home games. 
farts for me. Thank you. I will definitely take that um, as well. But good to see the the current reigning and defending Eastern Conference champion uh, come down to play the Bears. And just skimming over the schedule, that appears to be it for Springfield at Giant Center with those two games. Only six games against the Thunderboids. Yeah, I think it looked, if I remember the scheduling right, Syracuse and Springfield are two teams the Bears really lost some games against Yeah, uh, with those four that they dropped. Yeah, And, uh, you know, it, it stinks a little bit just because it's, you know, uh, the only time that those two teams will really be around here will be over this weekend. And I always like when Springfield comes to town. I feel like you get a lot of high-energy, good flow games from last season where there was some good scoring. And, you know, the Bears always just found a way to find the back of the net against Springfield too. So I think it was, you know, uh, a winning proposition all around to play them a little bit more, but you know, we make do with what we get and, you know, it'll be nice to have a, a good amount of variety to start off the new, the new year for sure. And the return of Nathan Walker is never a bad thing either. Wink Bears fans wink. Look, I'm winking. So yes, the return of the Aussie is always welcome unless he's up there in St. Louis and you'll love to see it if he is. So with that, the Bears are, okay, the next week it is on the road. A real road trip this time. We leave the state borders, and we're going to Canada. Okay, Canada in January. Mmm, that's going to be fun. Um, But it's only two of the Canadian teams, as the Bears will do sort of the opposite of what they've done in previous years. It will be Friday night in Quebec at... Bell Place, home of this year's All-Star Game, finally. Uh, Friday night against Les Rocket de Laval, and then Saturday there at Belleville, there at the CAA Arena. Um, there's your Canadian road trip, and we'll talk about the Toronto Marlies a little bit later. Yeah, you like to hopefully think that they took um, Scott Allen's constructive criticism of last year's schedule into account when they put this one together. Is the, the way that one was structured last season was awful for the boys and you know the, the results speak for themselves the, the Bears struggled a good bit on there and you know it's it's hard and you know I'm sure Canadian teams can probably say they go through things in reverse when they come down to Pennsylvania to you know most likely play Lehigh Valley Wilkes-Barre and Hershey one fell swoop there too but you know it's tough it's tough when you're going from you know one city to another dealing with traffic you've never dealt with you know, you're just on an absolute swing. I mean, thankfully the Bears don't have to, you know, go all the way out to St. John's or anything anymore these days. But, um, you know, there's something to be said about traffic and, you know, uh, the way the schedule was packed last year wasn't the best. And, you know, having a nice long time preceding it and then, you know, a good amount of time following it here, including a lot of Sundays without games in here. I've been seeing some scattered Saturdays and Sundays without games in the schedule so far. And, uh, you know, I think that's good because they give gives them time to, you know, go up and then come back. You don't have to worry about, you know, having to turn around and come home and play on a Tuesday or something. You get a couple of days there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, you know, two week stretch where there's no Sunday games. I mean, um, for during November and December, there's um, six out of seven straight uh, Sunday afternoon games. But once you turn the calendar, there's not many of them. And I've talked to several Bears fans. Um, they actually enjoy this a bit, having Sundays, you know, kind of to themselves, not to worry about afternoon games. 
um, or the three o'clock starts are just a bit better. Again, an aspiring podcaster like myself, I don't mind this because this gives me all day Sunday to come on and record and do all this. So, um, you know, just depends on the preference. And you're right. After the calendar year, it's just, you know, not a lot of Sundays. So the boys stay on the road a bit the following Wednesday, January 25th. I wanted to say July. That's the month we're in. Um, They take on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Stop me if you heard this on a Wednesday night in PPL. But then Saturday night at the PPL Center, um, a Saturday night game there as well before the boys finally do come back home to do their last, I think probably their last game um, against Bridgeport at Giant Center, three o'clock start there in Hershey um, against the boys in orange and blue. So, um, yeah, it takes on Lehigh a bit and finally get some, we get some a bit division opponents. Well, I'm curious about, I know we talked about it a little bit when we were back in December, but that game on the 29th there with Bridgeport, if there's a secondary date that you could pick for a teddy bear toss, I think that's it. Even though I think you're really pushing it in terms of the, the lateness for it. So I'd be curious. I'm curious to see when that date's going to be. Like I said, I prefer pre-Christmas. That's just me, but I do did want to note last year's teddy bear toss was on a Saturday game. Mm -hmm. So if they followed that trend again, it would it be a Springfield team that would come in for Teddy Bear Toss Night on the 14th? That's always on the table. Charlotte's there as well on uh, on the 7th of the week preceding that. It was just a just a thought that I had there thinking about last year. I completely forgot to say that. But, yeah, that that's my secondary one. That 14th is perfect. Plus, the Bears aren't in. It gives you time to proverbially clean things up. So that's, that, that's a perfect date for that. Watch, that's probably what it's going to be. But um, so we head into February and the last weekend before the All-Star break, which will actually happen this year. um, Another Wednesday night in Lehigh. (sighs) And then a Wednesday night in Bridgeport and then Lehigh comes back on a Saturday. I'm going to get tired of seeing these guys. That's four out of six games against the boys in orange and black, three of them there at the Electrodrome. Woof. Yeah, it's just one of those things. When you say out loud that the Bears are going to play the Phantoms 14 times, you're like, wow, that feels like a lot of games. The amount of times you see them back-to-back in a lot of these, you know, frequency here, especially in this chunk of the season, is going to, you know, I think it's between this stretch here, January to February, uh, probably goes up with December. There is probably one the most times we're going to have to start getting used to seeing them for a while. And, um, you know, you just have to hope that the bears can find more success there. I mean, you know, started off pretty strong and then had some struggles there. So, you, you know, you really just had to hope that the bears can, you know, I hate to say pull what they did in 2000, 1920 and 2020, 2021, where, you know, they were really able to flip the script on the phantoms there away from home for sure. And, but it's always historically PPL has always been a hard place for them. I know I'm possibly going to try to see if I can't get up to PPL for one of the games this season, uh, just since I've never taken in that venue before. But um, it's just one of those things. You're never short on options. If you really want to see the flyers of tomorrow, um, which, you know, is a tall ask these days, but you know, you want to <laughs> see them down there. That's uh, that's, you got plenty of opportunities. That's for sure. 
Indeed. Indeed, especially with Chuck Fletcher there at the helm. I'd suggest one of those Saturday games, uh, Corey, go down there and enjoy it. That's the all-star break for the Bears. Going to take a quick sponsor break here real quickly. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Yeet Sunglasses. That, As I've said, it's still summer. It's hot out there, everyone. Go out and get yourself a nice pair of sunglasses from Yeet Sunglasses. Don't be stuck having to use someone else's sunglasses. Well, those weird plastic foldy sunglasses you get from the eye doctor when they do the the old uh, retina exam. So for all of you, use promo code hockey. Get a nice little discount on checkout for Yeet Sunglasses. Use promo code hockey for Yeet Sunglasses. So with that out of the way, let's keep this going. After the All-Star break out there in Quebec de Laval, I completely botched that. I'd apologize, but I do not speak French. Um, we say we go to Utica, a Friday night tilt up there in Utica. Oh, boy, to take on the Comets. And the boys come back home to take on the Hartford Wolfpack. I think that's the last time uh, Hartford comes in. And um, that's a pretty tall order. I've done that road trip up to Utica. Utica is a great barn. But that is a long ride back home. That's five and a half hours down for Oop State, New York. So um, tall task that weekend as the boys take on the Utica Comets. Yeah, I was about to say it's, you know, grateful in a sense the Bears only had to do that once this season. But, um, you know, going from Utica down to, you know, back to Hershey with the Hartford game, you know, those are two tough opponents. And, you know, I will say I'm holding out hope for that Friday game. The Bears uh, I think played a very good game the last time they were up. You know, I think it was a lone time they were up in Utica last season. Um, I think it was one, one of Zach Fucale's shutouts, if I recall. Yes, so yes that was if, the shutout, yes. Absolutely. And if the Bears are looking to turn something around at that point in the schedule, kind of like they were last year, you know, it'd be a game I'd keep an eye on for, a, a you know, an impressive performance, a surprising impressive performance. Hopefully we're not there. That's just one of the games I always keep an eye out for the Bears to surprise us on. Oh, yes. Um, and traditionally, we've gone up to Utica on Fridays, um, as far as I can remember. So, you know, it's always a fun atmosphere there up there at the ABC. Um, great fan base up there, especially for seeing some uh, future Devils as well. So the following week is a Wednesday night up there in Wilkes-Barre. Yay. And then it's time to hit the road and head due south. Dell 95 as we take on the Charlotte Checkers. And weird, 4 o'clock starts both days. That's right, a sun Saturday afternoon matinee there at the Concrete Biscuit. 4 o'clock starts Saturday and Sunday. Um, the Bears, you want to talk about a house of horrors. That has definitely been Mr. Bojangles Coliseum. The Bears have not gotten a road win there in quite some time. And the losses there are never pretty. Um, I know, yes, we won in overtime there last year, but that seems so far away. So um, a bit of a tough test to head down to Charlotte there mid-February. Yeah, it's always one of those things. Those odd start times keep you on your toes there in Charlotte, that's for sure. But um, I think it's interesting, like you said, you know, it's one of those things that will be probably one of the tallest orders for the Bears um, is, is this set, just because of how historically difficult Charlotte's been, you know, dating back to 2018, 19 and, you know, probably yeah. even before that too, you know, really, oh, yeah. um, 
you know, the Bears have just struggled there, it would be probably, you know, it's a good item to check off your list here if you're Scott Allen and the you know coaching staff to say, if we can get a win or, you know, a win and maybe three points type of thing, you know, it's a good measuring stick game is probably the right way to say it against the against the checkers early on at this point to say, you know, hey, we're starting to hit this late February stretch down into the second half where, you know, again, the importance of divisional games will start to get really highlighted here as we hit this stretch um, to say, hey, we're here. We're contending with a Charlotte team that's at least going to be a pain in the neck to play even if they, you know, may struggle a little bit, they're always tough to play against. And so I would look at that game as, you know, probably a good indicator of where the Bears are at at this point. Very much so. Um, And I think you sum that up really good. Um, That is definitely a measuring stick game for the boys. Um, February and March are always big travel-heavy months for the Bears. And um, while there are more home games mixed in this year as compared to last year, um, that's still a tall order. The Bears only have four home games that month, the majority of them Saturdays, and one, two, three, four, five, six road games in the month of February. But the boys start another nice um, home stretch, five straight at home, as they play Lehigh on Saturday at home. And then Troy comes back to town as the Belleville Senators for a 3 o'clock a Sunday afternoon tilt. Wilkes-Barre comes for a Wednesday home game, another Hershey Park pass night if I've ever heard it. And then another Friday night home game, yes, as the Toronto Marlies come to town. And then Providence comes in the following Saturday. So a nice little home stretch for the boys as we head into the month of March. Yeah, I think it's interesting is with, with this part of the schedule here, you know, it reminds me a little bit of last year in the, you know, you get these couple of games to start the start the month of March, but you know, really if you take those out, there's only really two home games. I can already see myself missing, missing coming out to the rink there for a couple of those weeks. And, you know, it's after that point, it's a little light on home games, not terribly. So, you know, definitely not quite as bad as last season. That's for sure. But um, you know, it's going to be a tough stretch. The games against Belleville are always difficult. You know, you get throw in a Lehigh game in there to start it off. Um, you know, Wilkes-Barre, Toronto always puts on a good show, and Providence is certain to be tough as they always are. Uh, you know, I think that's another good measuring stick week, especially, you know, more so for your performance at home. I mean, we know the Bears struggled on the road a good bit last season, uh, where the Charlotte stretch is going to be a test. But, you know, that's largely, you know, if not entirely mm-hmm. – um, except for the Belleville game, really, um, after the all-star break, you know, after, aside from a couple of games, that's mostly divisional play. So, I mean, we're going to be yeah. seeing playoff jockeying, you know, those home games are going to be very important for the bears. I think for sure. Yeah. We're going to see in that stretch, a lot of divisional games, um, as well. Uh, we got this from, uh, from Facebook, um, come on, 4 p.m. is nothing. 10 a.m. in Cleveland, 11 a.m. in Bridgeport for school kids games. Yuck. Um, I'm not trying to complain about the 4 o'clock too much. You're right. It's nothing. It's just it's just a weird start time. It's just really weird. Those school day games, 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Don't get ahead of us just yet. Don't get ahead of us just yet. Um, so and thank you to the Facebook user for that, for that one. Um, so the boys do go on the road as we double dip up there in Providence at the dunk. For a Saturday night there in Providence. 7.05 start and then a 3.05 start Sunday afternoon there in Providence. Yes and please. Me and the boys are definitely have that circled as a road trip. Always a fun time to go up there to Providence and see the, uh, the uh, maybe the next wave of Bruins. Maybe. But fun times at the dunk always. Look forward to it. Yeah, those games are funny. Going back to the the Charlotte times, I think it's more just unusual for a four o'clock Saturday game. Is is my thinking on it? Honestly, I don't mind the three, the four. You know, four o'clock games both days are just it's a little unusual. It's not bad. It's just unusual. It's one of those things where you know your hockey brain will go to the seven o'clocks and um, you know things like that. But they just do it. You know, it's it's a fun little quirk of Charlotte is that they like to do it just a little differently there, and that's good. That's fine. But yeah, the Providence series should be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing the Bears, you know, up there. Just hoping for better results than last season. Those those games were already pretty brutal watches, to be honest with you. Last season, Troy Grosnick absolutely had the Bears number last season. Um, rather than spreading the wealth around here, we're knocking out those games of a little series here. It takes takes you back to the pre-COVID season in that regard here, but just really hoping the Bears can, you know, really handle them. And, you know, obviously Troy Grosnick's going to possibly be in Lehigh Valley um, or Philadelphia, depending on how many of their goalies get hurt this season or, you Mm. know, who wins that battle out of training camp. So I'm a little curious to see how the Bears take on Providence here. It's going to be a bit of a different Bruins team, but, you know, those games up at the dunk are always an absolute battle here. So, you know, like I said, that's three Providence games in a row, essentially, too. That's yeah. a playoff series. You know, obviously you have one big long week breaking that up, but that's an interesting quirk of the schedule I hadn't noticed until just now. And uh, if I remember from seeing the Providence um, promo weekend, because they already got that bad out, that is first responders weekend up there in Providence, and definitely specialty jerseys will be on display up there. Fun times in Rhode Island, indeed. So the boys come back home for back-to-back in Lehigh, another Wednesday night in Lehigh, and then the return of a Friday night in Lehigh. There's the Phantoms I know it, I know and despise. And then uh, Saturday night, the oldest rivalry in all the lands returns as the Bears will take on the Rochester Americans 
Saturday night there at Giant Center. Love it when the Bears and Rochester play each other. Absolutely fun times there. And it's worth also noting that that those two games, although we're you know just saying life, death, taxes, and weekday games against the Phantoms, that's actually the end of the road schedule of the Bears-Phantoms season series at that point. It'll be a long and arduous road to get there, but just got to hope the Bears can find a way to pull off a couple of wins there. That's for sure. But like you said, Rochester games, you know, that, those are real fun. Those are always really great. Rochester always has great jerseys. Obviously, like you said, storied history. It's always, uh, you know, it's only something we wish happened more than just twice a season, if we're being honest. Amen. Hallelujah. And pass the tunnel. I would all, I, I always want more Rochester in my, in my Hershey Bears diet. Always want more of it. Those beautiful red, white, and blue jerseys on display. Love it. it, it it's going to be great when they come down. And then that turns around into a nice little uh, North New York roadie as the Bears will travel up to the Blue Cross Arena to take on the Rochester Americans and then um, hop across the interstate a little bit to take on the Syracuse Crunch. And I will tell Bears fans this. You want to talk about another big-time measuring stick weekend? That is a tall order to go up there to Blue Cross and play and then go to Onatoga County War Memorial Coliseum Never easy for the Bears up there in Syracuse. Two big road games in Oop State, New York. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what intrigues me the most is that, you know, it's back-to-back. I'll be curious to see where both these teams are at at this point in the season. Syracuse is always a very difficult opponent to play against, and, you know, their home ice is no exception to that, certainly. And the Bears, you know, struggled with them a good bit last season, and, you know, I don't know how I can't remember the season series off the top of my head, but, you know, it was a bit of a, a struggle at various points all the way up to the end of the season there. So I like to see the Bears, you know, again, like you said, a measuring stick weekend. And then, you know, to continue to have a measuring stick, it's one of the three and threes where you come back home to play the Phantoms the next day. Agreed. It's um, it's it, it it's definitely uh, a thing. It's it's. Uh, it's just, it's just a lot. It's, it's a long road trip. There's a lot that goes into it. And, um, just, you know, and the fact that the boys have to come back home that Sunday to play the Phantoms. Oh boy. You want to talk about a three and three. Oh boy. That's a tall order to come back home from Syracuse to play Lehigh. Um, so kind of mark that off to the side because there's a game here Wednesday, March 29th, 11 a.m. start there in Toronto. That better be at Scotia. That better be there at where the Maple Leafs play, which there's a very real possibility it is. And the Bears' um, school day game up there in the Great White North. Yeah, it's definitely your standout star is the unusual start time of the year. Um, I believe last season was a quirky 1 or 1.30 p.m. start time uh, up in Toronto. I don't think it was at the Maple Leafs uh, home arena and that's at that time. But um, I could be remember, misremembering that, though. But, of course, you know, it, it always strikes you. This happens a lot with the Bears and the Marlies. For some reason, those road games, they don't mind scheduling the Bears for an odd-time school day game. 
So it's always a fun one to, you know, get up early for and watch. Not quite the 1030 start time that we had with, uh, I believe, Bridgeport last season. Um, yep. What was it? Yep. With the 3,000th win, of course, you know, Bears always make history on odd days. Or they, you know, are able to pull off a big win. You think back to, uh, I believe it was the 1819 season where the Bears blanked uh, the the Marlies there on on a weird yeah, start Thursday, time day Thursday. like this. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, you know, that, yeah. So, sorry. That was a Thursday. Oh, that was a Thursday. And that was at, um, at the, at the Marlies. So, um, okay. So, uh, so yeah. Um, let's, let's keep this going. I apologize for something changing here. Um, you know, but let's just, let's just keep this going here. Um, so, so for, we head on to, uh, April and the boys hit the road and we will head to Northeast Ohio to take on the, the, uh, the Cle- the Cleveland monsters, six o'clock start there on a Saturday night. And then seven, a seven, what the heck am I saying? A noon start there in Cleveland. I like this. I love this travel. I like this idea. Yes, please, and thank you. Double dipping there in Cleveland. Wow, yeah, and this ends up being a nice little road stretch for the Bears with five road games here in a row. I did not see that noon start time for uh, the back-to-back in Cleveland. That's, that differs a little bit from what the Bears usually do, but last season that was a business trip for the Bears. They wanted to go in there and earn four points, and they did just that with a pair of really strong games. So those Cleveland games are always some of the watch, and it's always a little satisfying to take something back on Cleveland ice after they uh, you know, took us for the Calder Cup a few years back. Still a little, little bit not quite over that one just yet, but you know, that should be an interesting back-to-back, very short turnaround time. And then, you know, to kind of, you know, almost start to get in a groove in a sense of playing these 11 a.m., 12 p.m. games, you know, the old NBC sports start time um, at high noon there too, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, going to be a tough one. It's going to be a quick turnaround and, you know, the boys will have to be ready for that one. That's for sure. Definitely. As the, um, um, as the boys, um, you know, that's going to be a weird road stretch because that following Wednesday, we go back to Providence for a Wednesday night in Providence. Oh, okay. That's a uh, weird. Usually that's like Springfield or Hartford does that. Not a Wednesday game there in Providence, but we head down the I-95 as we take on Springfield that Friday. And then, um, Charlotte comes in for a weird one-two punch for a Saturday night, April 8th against us, but then to play the following Tuesday against us at home. Probably scheduling. Charlotte has weird, um, a, a weird scheduling matrix. Um, so it just seems like end of the season scheduling. That's just what happened. Yeah, it's going to be – that's a really hard stretch for the Bears, honestly. That's just – it's big travel – and, you know, no doubt by those this point in the season, those points against Providence and Springfield are, and Charlotte are all going to loom large. I mean, every point when you're in the last six games like this are going to be big points. And, you know, a lot of those teams, they're going to be jockeying for position. And, you know, one team is surely going to be looking over their shoulder at another. 
And, you know, to save a game against Springfield, you know, I'd like to think that that's going to be, a, you know, close to the top of the division tilt just at this early, extremely early portion of the, the schedule here for sure. And, you know, an odd Charlotte's going to really get their their fill of Hershey. They're, you know, having a couple of days between things, I guess, you know, maybe their players can take in some of the sites or go to the go to the park if it's open by then or something like that. But yeah, just a really interesting scheduling matrix. And, you know, no doubt, I'm sure Charlotte's going to be having some road heavy travel around that part of their season. I haven't seen their schedule myself, but, um, you know, it's just going to be a, a very tough stretch. That's for sure. Charlotte's scheduling is very all over the place. And it seems like the Charlotte's hardest time of the year is when they do their own three and threes, when they go to the Northeast, because they like to get Providence, Hartford, Bridgeport, all in one fail swoop. And for a team that does a lot of back-to-backs and not a lot of three and threes, that's, that's rough for them. Um, But, and as I've noticed in the month of uh, April, the Bears last six games are all division So there's a lot of chances for division points and a lot of chance for uh, positioning. And uh, the last two games, Friday night there in Bridgeport against the Islanders. And then, of course, Saturday night against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, April 15th, death taxes in Lehigh, because why not? And that ends the Bears' regular season at that point. So um, the last two games you know, as always, could be very, very important for the chocolate and white. I'm at least happy that they don't lop all those games together. I don't know that we've seen a traditional, like, you know, three and three, a big stretch where it's, you know, Providence, Springfield, Bridgeport, or, you know, a Providence, Bridgeport, Providence, or, you know, where they where they go back and forth and, um, you know, have some wonky travel and really stay up there for an extended period of time. So I am appreciative of that element of it, at least where it's not, you know, if things start to go bad, you don't want to worry about snowballing because you're only there for a couple of days, then you're out type of thing. And, you know, having these kind of fast turnaround games where you go from a Tuesday game with Charlotte into Bridgeport and then back home against Lehigh, you know, at least wrapping up the season at home, those points are no doubt going to be huge. And, you know, it's at least nice that if something's going wrong, you know, you don't have to worry about, playing a three and three with the last game in Bridgeport at a three o'clock start time, you know, where you had to travel all the way up there and, you know, the absurdistly uh, fast turnaround times for that. We all remember how that happened a few years ago. They interrupted our winning skid there for a while. Um, So, you know, uh, good to see them ended on at home again. Hopefully we don't need a whole nother week off before the playoffs start and we can kind of get back to some regular cooking, even though the unusual playoff format of last year is going to be coming back. Yeah, the yeah Bears fans, the six of the eight teams at the Atlantic will be qualifying. Same as last year, top twos get buys, and uh, three through six will end up playing each other in best of three series, so those are coming back. Woo. All the more incentive to get the top two spots in the division. So, so that'll do it for this week's edition of the Grit and Barrett podcast. The Megacast, the schedule release, always fun to do there, Corey. Um, before you head on out, give you a minute to um, put out, you know, your website and what you do. So um, the board is lined there, brother. 
Hey, I always enjoy doing these podcasts where you go over the schedule. It's it's a lot of fun. It kind of helps to get you set for it even before it happens. As we we remember talking about it here way in the summer. But uh, you can find me over on at HBH Nation blog on um, on Twitter, uh, BearsHockeyNation.wordpress.com. Um, Field Pass Hockey is where a lot of my a lot of other stuff goes. I write a little bit for the the Thunderbirds as well as uh, you know some of the other teams in the Atlantic Division there. So. Uh, feel pass hockey for everything else. Excellent stuff, man. Excellent stuff. And for all of you, you can always check out this podcast, the Grit and Barrett podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, you know, Spotify, Apple, Pocket Casts. Um, you know, I keep seeing on the stats for the, for this of all different sites popping up and um, always on Spreaker. We're on Spreaker as well. You know, please Check out the show, rate and review, and sub as well. We are going to be having episodes drop in August, but there'll be some game overs we'll be getting out there. Um, New Jersey will be getting out there, and the eventual champions of Colorado, and maybe SoCal with Anaheim as well. And for all of you, I know I said this um, earlier in the week, the schedule release kind of messed this up, but my interview with Zach Fucali will be dropping the following week as we head into August. Great guy to interview, great goalie, fun times that he gave me a little bit of his day to be able to talk to him. So thank you to Corey as well, my unofficial partner in crime, and thank you, Bears Nation, as we now shove off into the month without hockey and the long, dry offseason. So hang in there, Bears fans. And as Red Green once said, keep your stick on the ice, Bears fans. We'll catch you next time. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.